Good morning or afternoon, I guess it is now, West Hills officially, and welcome to a special Facebook Live edition of Ask the Pastor. Uh, we are flipping the script and turning the tables this week, and I have the privilege to uh, interview and ask a, a question that I have for Pastor Thad. Some of you all uh, may not know the sort of lesser known um, title and uh, part of Thad's job description here at West Hills is he's the pastor of Youth and Connections, but part of Connections really entails not only uh, assimilation and helping people from outside the church uh, come in and connect with us and what we're doing at West Hills, but also helping West Hillians connect outside the walls of our church. And uh, so we really could call you the pastor of <clears throat> both uh, assimilation and outreach missions. And so, um, you know, as, as we're continue into whatever week now, we're, we're all losing track of days and, mm -hmm. and all sense of calendar with this coronavirus. Um, one of the questions that, that we really want to be asking as a church and we want to be um, helping you all not only ask, but answer as the church um, is, you know, how, what does it mean? How, how do we be missional? as the church in the midst of a global pandemic. And so uh, that's the question that I have that <laughs> as the pastor for you as our pastor of missions, and we've been talking about this, but I want to give you the opportunity just to share some practical ideas with West Hills, with uh, the church of uh, how can we as a church be missional in the midst of this global pandemic and start this conversation. Hopefully it is just that it's a starting of a conversation that we can uh, continue and you all can continue in your, in your own homes and your own families. And it hopefully will spill over into, you know, the ways that you're living in your, your neighborhoods and beyond. So pastor dad, how do we be missional and responding to the coronavirus crisis? Yeah, I think, honestly, this is probably one of the most important questions we can be asking during this time. Uh, we have the opportunity now to uh, really prove and, and show that our salvation isn't just uh, an inward changing of our hearts, but that inward changing has an outward focus in, in sharing the, the love and truth of the gospel with everyone we come in contact with. And really being missional, um, some people, they have different definitions about what that can look like, what that can mean. Uh, and really today we, we have six helpful ways to be missional. Um, some are really easy. Uh, some take a little bit more intentionality. Um, but number one um, is to be helpful on social media. Uh, today, more than ever, we're spending so much more time on social media just because we have more time at home, more time on our phones, more time in front of a computer. And there's really a lot of unhelpful things that people are doing on social media. There, there's so much fear being posted online. There's so much information to be consumed, whether that's good information or that's fake news. Uh, but we can really do our part to be missional by instead of posting things that 
could cause uh, conflict or fear or anxiety for someone uh, as we post things that are helpful, encouraging, that speak truth, uh, whether that would be uh, a nice graphic of a Bible verse or we just type out the Bible verse that really stood out to us in our Bible reading for that day, uh, post helpful articles, whether that be from the Gospel Coalition, Desiring God, whatever uh, blog sphere you find really helpful or encouraging that speaks truth into your life. You could share your own reflections about what God's doing in your life. Uh, one really simple way to be missional is on Facebook. If you're watching Sunday Sermon is to start a watch party and invite all your friends on Facebook to watch with you. Uh, that lets you uh, chat with them. It lets you invite them to our service. And honestly, now it's easier than ever to invite people to enjoy a service because they don't actually have to leave their home. They don't actually have to interact with strangers. They can watch it on their phone on their computer with you and they can chat messages, ask you questions. Uh, but really it's a, it's a step away from actually coming to a physical gathering and we can't have that right now. So why not invite them to come and watch with you on Facebook in that way? Cool. Yeah. Well, I, I found out with these Facebook watch party idea, um, after Easter, unfortunately, when we had our real, real big boom in, uh, in visitors to our, our website and, and Facebook and all of that, uh, tuning in, but better late than never. And, uh, so if people want more info on how to do that, how to set up a Facebook watch party, we can put this in yep. the comments or something like that and get people info, I guess, on how they can actually, uh, facilitate that. Obviously, um, you know, beyond that, um, we, you know, we're encouraging folks absolutely continue to invite, uh, to join us virtually on Sundays for the service, but why stop there? You know, we've, we've got great, some great Bible studies that have shifted online that are going, uh, via zoom. Now we've got, um, you know, life groups, uh, all of our life groups are, are meeting via zoom now. And so those kinds of things, similar kind of thing where, you know, maybe in the past it would have been intimidating for somebody to, come into your home or, you know, your, your life group friends home or join you for something like that. But, you know, maybe they, they are looking for connection. They're looking for relationship. I mean, who doesn't want somebody just to, to pray with them, pray for them. And so, um, you know, we can, we can do that and invite people to, to join us on, on zoom and any number of those different mediums. So that's great. Um, yeah. What, what's idea number two? Yeah. Number two, schedule virtual coffee meetings with people to encourage them. Uh, one of the things that I am missing most since uh, the stay at home orders is being able to meet people for coffee or for lunch, get to know them either better or uh, have a conversation about how God's working in our lives. But I saw uh, a couple friends doing this. Uh, they were scheduling virtual meetings, whether that would be uh, over FaceTime or Zoom, you can have a cup of coffee or your beverage of choice, uh, but really being intentional about that 30-minute call or however long you set to really reach out to them, to encourage them more than just get to know them, but find out how they're really doing during this time. Uh, a lot of people... They don't really know how they're feeling right now, whether they're nervous, whether they're scared, anxious, 
Um, so really schedule these meetings with people, be intentional about who you're choosing, whether that's uh, someone in our church, in your life group, a neighbor, a coworker, uh, but really looking for ways that you can encourage them, find out how they're really doing to really show that you're investing into their life. Like, Hey, 30 minutes, we're going to have like meaningful conversations with each other. Yeah, I know. I mentioned in a sermon a couple weeks ago now, just that idea of, why not use this opportunity um, to connect with someone you've either lost touch with or haven't talked to in a long time. And uh, we were able to, to actually do that. Um, I think it was last week. It was really cool. Connect with uh, a cousin, first cousin of mine that I hadn't talked to in years and Ellery's never even met. And uh, we scheduled a zoom date and um, it was really, just really neat. <laughs> and, and, you know, one of the things practically again, that I'll encourage, uh, um, are you all to, to think about when you um, are interacting with folks, whether it is in person in your neighborhoods and uh, as we'll talk about in a minute or whether it's even just via Zoom or whatever, it's just asking this question of how can I pray for you mm-hmm. right now? Um, and, and then even going beyond that and maybe even as the spirit leads, you know, taking just a moment to pause and actually pray with with folks um i think again just who doesn't appreciate um especially in light of everything going on in the world right now being prayed for and um and i think that's just a powerful way that we can witness to people and that we can um you know meet needs in real time and ask the lord to to meet needs um so yeah yeah um, number three is get to know your neighbor. Uh, if your neighborhood is anything like mine, when we have this beautiful weather outside, people are outside, whether it's uh, walking, playing with their kids. Uh, my neighborhood has a lot of older uh, folks in it, and people are setting up their lawn chairs, sitting at the end of their driveway, just so they can have some sort of connection uh, with the outside world. People walking by, say hi, how's it going? And really, this time, uh, our schedules have really changed. They might be busier for some, but for a lot of people, they're not as busy. Um, and it's good for our health to spend time outside. So now is a great time to get to know your neighbor. Um, I've lived in our current house where we're at for six months, and I've just now met everyone who who lives on our particular stretch of street. And and now I know their names. They know the names of my girls. They always say hi. They're really polite. But the relationships that we can start building now with our neighbors are relationships that can start continuing growing after all this quarantine is over. And like you just mentioned that, that how can I pray for you? That already tears down some barriers. They know that you are at least religious enough that, that you pray, but also that you care about them enough that you're asking. So it might even start them thinking about questions they want to ask you when you can have more meaningful conversations with them. And then you follow up, you know, the next time you see them the next day, cause we're all you know out every day when it's this nice out, it's beautiful. Um, you know, then the next day you follow up and you say, you know, Hey, I want to let you know, I, I prayed for you um, yesterday afternoon or whatever. And you know, how, how did that doctor's appointment go or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, but you're right. And I, you know, I think of relationships like investments and uh, so 
you know, whatever I, the reality is, a, a lot of us, we live in this kind of suburbanized uh, West County culture or whatever. And, um, and yeah, I, I, it can be easy sometimes to just come home from work and pull in the garage. And when the weather's nice, not nice out, um, you might go weeks at a time between seeing your neighbors. And so what does it mean to use this time to, yeah, capitalize on that, um, that opportunity to, to just go a little deeper, whatever that, you know, maybe it's meeting them for the first time. Maybe it's, you know, um, you haven't really quite broached, uh, you know, a deeper level of meaningful conversation, but, you know, maybe taking that opportunity now to, to do that. So that's good. Mm-hmm. What's the fourth way? Yeah. Uh, number four is to organize errands and meals for those most in need. Uh, those most in need could be those who are elderly, those who have uh, lost their job, uh, those who are isolated or those who are have compromised immune systems. Um, unfortunately, you know, there are a lot of people who don't leave their homes right now because they can't, because they'll, they'll risk, uh, getting sick or they can't leave. I think of, um, those in, in Del Mar gardens just down the road. Um, and so how can we care for them? Uh, we can, because of the technology available and how people have adapted to everything going on. Most grocery stores and restaurants have delivery, sometimes often for free. And so what we do is we think through our list of people who we know are in need or could use a little extra help. And we either set up a a grocery store run for them. We personally go pick up the items for them, drop them off at their house or order online and get delivered right to their house, or we find out how we can help them by making them. The the church as a whole, we're well-practiced in taking meals to new parents or those who have lost loved ones. Now it's time to put those systems to good use now in a time where more people need help more than ever. And I can think that someone who who receives is on the receiving end of that is going to think, wow, that person cares enough about me either to make me a meal, to set up an order, to go get groceries for me, to, to pay for a meal to be delivered to my home. And whether that's someone in our church or whether that's a neighbor or a coworker, those are really simple ways to show like, Hey, I care about you more than just our connection from church or, or work or that you live on my street. It's showing you're caring for a much deeper need for them. Yeah. And oftentimes, like you mentioned, you know, uh, even just even just the offer Mm -hmm. is a way of serving someone's emotional need to know that they're cared for, you know, whether or not that actually translates to because the reality is, I mean, a lot of people may already have, you know, um, grandkids in town that are helping them do that or, or whatever else, you know, kids that are coming over to mow their lawn for them, um, things like that. But, you know, just knowing that you're, you thought of them and you made that phone call and did that, I think can mean the world to somebody, you know, that you mentioned the Delmar gardens, which was another one that I, I can't take any credit. Um, my wife has all the best ideas in our family, <laughs> but she actually, she planted the idea in my daughter's mind. And then my daughter came up to me, Ellery came up the other day when I came home. She's like, Daddy, Daddy, we've got a great idea. We're going we're gonna to start making cards for you know the old people at that place we went that time. And she was talking about Serve Week from last summer when we, we went and led worship mm-hmm. at Del Mar Gardens. You know, and just the idea of 
making cards and yeah. we can laminate them so people can wipe them down. It's all safe. And then, you know, just to, to give someone who, you know, the, the, those are the people most emotionally and, and relationally, socially at risk um, are, are folks that, uh, yeah, really are, um, are not even maybe allowed to, to go yeah. outside or, or able physically to go outside mm-hmm. the, their uh, nursing home or, or something like right now. And so how can we still find ways to reach out, to let them know they're being thought of and cared for and loved today? And, um, you know, I mentioned that to, to, to Allie. And so that may well be something that even is already underway as far as the West Hills Kids uh, initiative um, as, a, as a churchwide um kind of kind of thing but even if it's not you know even if uh why, why not take it on, on ourselves as our within our families like hey the kids need need you know uh, ways to fill the day anyway um <laughs> we're all going crazy trying to homeschool now or whatever why not put put some of that time to good use and, and bless somebody in mm-hmm. in one of those kind of real tangible kind of ways so mm-hmm. um yeah w- way number five number five uh, sort of find ways to serve healthcare workers. You know, when we think of everything going on, the, those are the people who are risking their health by caring for those who, who have those kind of needs, uh, whether it be the, the staff at Delmore Gardens or the hospitals, um, doctors, nurses, and think about those people, whether there's several in our own church, but you may know more is think of ways that you can serve them understanding what they're going through right now, whether that's taking them a meal, writing them a thank you card. If you're able to perhaps watch their kids since they're not, may not be able to be home caring for their kids if you're able to, um, but really find ways that you can help support them remembering the work that they're doing, the, the firemen running into the burning building. It's another example of kind of what our, our healthcare workers are doing and caring for and helping hopefully getting rid of the, the coronavirus right now, doing their part to, to help keep us safe in that. So find ways to, to serve healthcare workers. And it may be one of the other four things that we've already listed doing that, scheduling a, a virtual meeting with them to, to encourage them, setting up a grocery store run for them, caring for their kids. Yeah. Um, just remembering the, the risk that they take in, in the line of work that they're in. Uh, and number six is to donate more than just money. Donating money is great, whether it's to our own church to, to keep things going here. Uh, but more than just donating money, uh, two specific ways are, uh, donating blood and donating food, uh, because of everything going on, quarantining, uh, stay at home orders over 3000, uh, Red Cross blood drives have been canceled, which means they're not getting as much blood donations as they probably anticipated at the end of last year. Uh, and all of that goes forward to help the health workers care for those who are coming in, whether they need more blood for that. And you can do your own research if you'd like, but uh, in the research that I did, they're taking all safety precautions, making sure all equipment's clean, everyone's healthy, taking temperatures for those who who come in to donate blood. Uh, I've even seen a couple of people from West Hills that have gone and donated blood just to help in a small way, sitting in a chair, donating blood to show care for other people. You 
most likely will never know who that person is who's going to receive that blood, but you're still showing that that you care. Uh, the other way was to donate food. Uh, whether you're like me or not, you probably have food at home, uh, non-perishables that <laughs> you might not ever eat. Uh, but either donating that food or when you go to the grocery store or order Instacart online, uh, thinking, okay, I'm going to order this food. I'm going to pay for it specifically so I can go donate it to one of our local food banks. Uh, estimates are food banks are going to spend millions of dollars over budget because of the extra needs from those who have lost jobs, who, who aren't working as many hours, who now need to go to a food bank in order to, to get the food uh, that they need because they've been laid off. That's a, that's a really easy thing that we can do. Go donate food to our local food banks. Um, many I know in the church already previously had been serving on a regular basis. Um, that's another way where you may not know the, the extent of the help you're providing, but what we're doing in, in all of these things, whether we know who it is we're encouraging, who we're praying for, who we're developing that relationship or who we won't know the effect that it's going to have on them. What we're really doing is making the church visible where, where, the church as a whole can kind of seem like, well, the church is a building and then the church is kind of people, but really we're going outside the walls and we're showing like, yeah, we're a part of the church, but that's because we've been changed inside in our hearts. And now the outward actions we're doing are showing that we, we care for people, whether it would be like Jesus going and healing the sick as well as providing spiritual care and forgiveness for people we're doing that as well. We're, we're giving a, a cup of water in Jesus's name and that, and it'd be great if those resulted in deeper conversations that result in people's salvation. Um, but even if it doesn't result in that, we're still doing good work in that yeah. showing we've been changed. And so here's what we're going to do as a result of it. Yeah. It's a good, it's a really good kind of point to, to, end with here is just that uh, that recognition that like you said i mean we know as we preach every every week here at west hills the gospel our our deepest need is always spiritual it's always um for forgiveness of sins and reconciliation with god and so that's that's people's deepest need but often we know that uh as jesus himself was the model you know jesus didn't just come as a spirit i mean he showed that he cared about the physical by taking on a body himself and by not just doing it, but by healing people, by exercising, casting out demons. Um, he cared about our, our, our physical realities in this life too. He fed people. And so, you know, we want to be a people who are being his hands and feet and, and meeting. Yes. Most of all, the only God can really meet the spiritual need. All we can do is, is preach and share the gospel and then pray that um, it takes root and in, in the heart of their so, the soil of their heart. But, but also oftentimes we know that, um, you know, meeting those physical needs, you know, is, is going to, yeah, be the gospel in action that people can kind of see and, um, and, and open up windows for, mm -hmm. for those deeper conversations. I just want to leave you with the last, uh, um, uh, bonus number six or seven, I guess it's seven, uh, seventh way um, that we can be missional right now, which is maybe in some ways, you know, f kind of flows through all of these and kind of supersedes or underlies all of them 
And that's, um, you know, I was talking with a pastor friend this past week and asking him, what are you guys doing right now uh, to serve your community, to be missional? And he, he gave some practical examples, but he just kind of ended with saying, you know, I think it's important to remind our people that, um, you know, uh, the, the most important thing probably we can be doing right now is to simply be a, a non-anxious presence for, for people. And you know, I, I think of that terminology from kind of the counseling world um, that you, you'll hear often is, um, you know, as a counselor, you want to be a non-anxious presence, somebody that, that others can sit with and, um, yeah, and just uh, feel at peace with and feel like they can be them, themselves with and be honest and be real. And, um, you know, and, and that we're not, uh, there, there's enough stress and fear and anxiety in the world right now you know, I think this is a unique opportunity for us as Christians um, to bear witness to the, again, real tangible power of the gospel, not just to save and transform a life, but then uh, to sustain and preserve a life and to give us life and hope uh, in the midst of a crisis like this, you know, because we know where our hope lies and it's not in this world. And so people ought to see that kind of a tangible, practical difference in our lives. So, um, that's, that's my prayer for you all as a pastor is, uh, that, that you all would have the peace of Christ, uh, in you that we know the Holy spirit wants, uh, for us each and every day, um, that we would be different people, um, in the midst of a crisis that we would respond differently, but we would also be difference makers for others, um, in their needs, in their hurts and, uh, meeting those, Pastor Dad, any last uh, uh, words of advice or yeah, just just be bold. Uh, now, now is the opportunity. If if we've always said, you know, I, I don't know how, I don't have time to. Now we ha- we have opportune time, and now we have um, some ways. And, and like I said, they don't all have to be um, really difficult or, or thought out. Maybe something as simple as saying, "How, how can I pray for you when when you're walking by?" Uh, a neighbor, um, but we we're praying for you. Uh, we pray that that maybe it's it's through this that that we see many souls come to Christ. And if not, we we know that God is is still working and He's in control over all this. Yeah, that's good. Good word. Thank you. Thanks for your wisdom and your time. And thank you all for listening and watching. And we are praying for you. God bless. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Ask the Pastor. Don't forget that you can ask your questions online at westhillsstl.org. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And thanks for listening.